Welcome everybody, this is Adam Niederprum. I'm here with Zev Paul and Christina Suazo. We are team Two Wheels and we're gonna give you a quick rundown of what we did this week at Austin Center for Design. This week... Why, wait, why are we team Two Wheels, Adam? Oh yeah, well That's because... That's Well, we all got, we all ride bicycles. <laughs> Christina. Yeah. Also a moped. A moped. Yeah. Yeah. I'm team one wheel plus one flat wheel right now. Oh, That's, yeah. So you're down to team bus four wheels. <laughs> I know it bus. <laughs> anyway. Actually, I think buses have more than four. <laughs> we are three students with three different design ideas working as one team in the area of college persistence and completion. Our focus specifically is uh, the relationship between advisors and students in a few different contexts and we'll get into that. So just a quick overview of what we're going to be doing in this podcast episode is giving you a little uh, background about our specific insights into advising, the big ideas that we're each working on uh, and how they may or may not combine into one suite of ideas. Uh, also, we were out in the field this week prototyping and user testing, so we've got a few stories from that, and a few lessons learned before we close. So we're in the stage of the design process where we are, um, we've come up with ideas to increase the efficiency and effectiveness of advisors in an academic context. So we've done lots of research in the past um, few months. We've developed insights from that research based on problem statements. Um, an insight for us is intrusive advising is effective advising, as an example. And we came up with over 200 ideas, some that were totally bonkers, um, for this big world of advising. And we cut it all the way down to three. And this week was the first week that we took our ideas, we made them tangible, either in like a prototype app or on paper, and we brought them in front of strangers, mostly students and advisors, to see what they thought. So um, we're gonna go around and talk about um, the specific problem that we're working in, the problem area, and our specific solutions. Um, so Zeb, do you wanna start off by saying what your problem area in advising is? Yeah, sure. So one of the insights and pain points we heard in doing our research with advisors of non-traditional students is that um, it's hard to um, get students to get in touch with advisors about non-academic reasons and to really tap in to that emotional side of um, being an advisor to a college student. And that there's so much more that an advisor can do for a college student outside of just helping them register for classes or um, do financial aid. Um, and one thing we heard repeatedly is that um, the, the first semester of college is a really important time for students um, and getting settled, especially if they're a first generation um, college student, their families aren't familiar with college, um, their friend network 
um, isn't around them anymore, they might be away from home, um, or just that not many people understand what they're going through that are around that student. Um, so we saw that this first meeting potentially, or those first couple meetings with an advisor is gonna be really important. And um, so what I'm working on is developing a, most the solution to that problem is to develop a product that helps bond um, students with their advisors at an early stage and build that rapport and that trust. And an understanding that um, you can normalize um, some of these um, sort of more hidden problems that students might not even know could be something that they would brush up against as a non-traditional student in college. So for example, um, uh, buying a car or having your car break down um, wouldn't necessarily be something that an advisor, you would think an advisor would touch on, um, but when all of a sudden that's a thing in, in a student's life, it's really hard to deal with once it's already happened. So I'm building a game, it's a choose your own adventure game, in which you go through scenarios with an advisor and a student on their first meeting, um, and they, they, it's basically gamifying this conversation. So instead of um, me sitting in front of you and saying, hey, like here are some problems you may or may not encounter, Tell me about what your decision making would be like. Mm -hmm. um, this instead removes yourself from uh, one step away from that meeting, that sort of interview style meeting, and allows people to really think about the kind of decisions they would make and have more of a, um, a learning process around that. Um, cool. What, so, does it, what does it look like? So we're, we're choosing our adventures, but how, how are we doing it? Where it's an advisor talking to a student, right. and we just have like a worksheet or... How does that go? Sure, as it is right now, um, it is uh, wireframe prototypes in Sketch, in the Sketch app, um, and it is a desktop um, software. So it will be a student doing a read aloud of um, the scenarios that are happen coming up to them on the screen. Um, the advisor is basically surrendering their computer to the student so that it completely changes the, the dynamics that the student is leading the conversation. Um, and yes, right now it is um, a Sketch prototype. Um, so what we're putting in front of people and participants who are testing with it um, is a preview of that sketch um, flow. And so it is a click-through and you can fully go through the whole scenarios that are built out. Alright, cool. Awesome. And we're testing that this week. It'll be out in the field as well. Um, so we'll report back on how students and advisors together uh, found, kind of found Zev's app and their reactions to that. Um, Christina, what is your problem area? Yeah, so um, similar to Zev's, it's, it's about intrusive advising rather than just pushing resources. How can um, advisors more intimately know their students and better cater to their needs? Um, and so one of the things we found is that relevant, uh, students don't find personal things relevant, and so then therefore advisors aren't able to um, help them if they don't know that there's these personal things that could uh, derail their academics. For example, if um, they haven't sought out a tutor because they have a fear of being seen as dumb or not knowing or something. Um, so if, if, a, if an advisor knows that, that they haven't been seeing a tutor, they can talk with them about what is the root cause and what are some fears around that. Um, so the, the idea is that the students who need help aren't asking for help and they aren't thinking that personal things are relevant. Um, and so how can we build something that advisors in the first meeting with them can better assess what are these underlying um, potential problems that can derail their academics? Yeah. And so what we built is this survey that students take before a meeting 
um, that can kind of identify certain markers. So uh, things like, do they have reliable transportation? Because that can mean they're starting to skip classes. Um, do, uh, are they taking care of themselves? Are they exercising? Um, at home, is their home life okay? Because that can start being a distraction. Is their, is their financial uh, situation in line? And so by asking, we're gonna ask behavioral questions to try to identify these markers so that advisors can then bring it up during the meeting in, um, in, a, in a sensitive way. Cool, and so, what, does it, what does it look like? What, what can we So picture? what we've been prototyping right now is a 10 question survey. Um, I've been putting that in front of students to see if they think that is too intrusive or not, and they, they seem to respond positively to it, uh, saying that this is something they'd use before meeting. And then also from an advisor standpoint, they see it as a way um, to do a quick, almost vitals of the student, similar to how you would with a, a doctor that's looking for your blood pressure and temperature and weight. Like this could just be a quick vital check. How is the student doing? How would, how would I rate them based on at risk of dropping out or not? Mm -hmm. um, and so they, the, I've had two advisors say that this is something they could use and in the future they could use it to help train other advisors who are new and not um, used to intrusive advising and then also could help them prioritize their caseload. So should I meet with the student three times a month or one, once a month? Nice. So yeah, already have interest from advisors. Mm -hmm. So that's, that sounds like an intriguing start. Um, I'm working in a similar problem space with Christina. Problem is... Um, most advising goes to students who don't need it. Similar problem, uh, non-academic factors can affect academics. So, you know, mental health, financial situation, all those things that Christina mentioned. My solution at the moment is a quick and easy mental, financial, and social check-in of mental, social, and financial health. Um, basically, it's emojis from sad to neutral to happy and students do a really quick check-in um, sent by their advisors and students check in and also they have an opportunity to write you know if something's bugging them um, they can type it into this app prototype it's the the kind of running name for it is many healths app and right now it's just on a computer and it's a prototype on a on a cell phone as well and we're getting students' reactions from it uh, to really see, like, is this non-academic stuff something that students will willing, willingly um, communicate with their advisors about? Under what circumstances will they share that personal information? And do they trust the system? Do they have a relationship with their advisor? Um, so that's something we're working on. All right, guys, so we're, we've updated everybody on kind of exactly what we're working on, but what about like lessons learned this week or interesting stories from the field? Because we had 19 interviews total that we did as a team this week. We approached strangers and students just out of nowhere at ACC and uh, up at UT, University of Texas as well, and we had some success with that. So any, any kind of lessons learned or surprising things from testing out this stuff from people who had no idea you're about to ask them, hey, wanna try this? Sure, yeah. Well, one of my biggest concerns about my product was that it's so specific to the type of student and that these scenarios that I, that I build for this choose your own adventure 
if they don't apply to that student, would they really find it a valuable exercise? And how do I make that work between an advisor and a new and a new student? Yeah, and your first your your first choose your own adventure stories related to the FAFSA, the financial aid um, assistance, and okay. how it's sometimes quite hard for um, students to fill out, especially if they're still dependents on their parents and they need all of their tax IDs and social security number and all that information, which is quite hard for some families. Um, but what was interesting, I found that I went to ACC and I was concerned that I was going to go into the lobby and talk to people and I was like, hmm, well, what if these students don't have these problems? Will they find this a valuable tool? So I walked in and I pretty much walked up to the first three people who didn't have headphones in so I could actually talk to them. And they happened to all, their demographic were probably, you know, mid-twenties white girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I was like, hmm, like I, I have no idea um, what their background is. So I would ask them ahead of time, like, hey, have you done the FAFSA? Some of them had and found it very easy and some of them hadn't. Um, but they ran through this scenario and I actually found that um, even though they didn't connect with that particular problem, mm-hmm. um, they found value in it. And one of the girls actually told me, um, she said, you know, I, I don't have a problem with the FAFSA, but I can relate to people who, I, when I work in student groups, I have to work with people who have their own families or have medical issues and have a hard time with transportation or have a hard time with the FAFSA. So this is a new way for me to relate with those people, um, with other students. And so that totally opened my eyes up to a new audience that I didn't expect to have. Awesome. Sweet. Christina, how about, how about you? Interesting stories from the field or lessons learned? Yeah, I thought it was interesting when I was prototyping, I was able to, to make tweaks with every person I was interviewing. So I showed them the survey question. One question that tripped uh, people up was phrased like this, and I had to change it. It was, I find time to do exercise. They took that to mean I have time to go exercise. So they'd always say like, yeah, I have time, but I don't go. But they would answer it, yes, I have time to do exercise. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh shoot, that's not what I was trying to ask. So I was able to go on my computer, change the question to, I exercise once a week, agree or disagree. Um, And then my next interviewee, they got the question. So with user testing, it's great to hear why people choose what they choose when answering the survey. And then what's also cool is I can quickly iterate right then in real time with each of my participant. Mm-hmm. Nice. And one of the differences, just to clarify between Christina's and Idina, is Christina and mine, I, my idea is that Christina's is more right before the meeting that happens between an advisor and a student, right? Mm-hmm. And then mine is something that happens throughout the year, especially during times when an advisor is not seeing a student in person periodically. Uh, so while I was testing the app, um, I kind of just got used to this slog of going up to random strangers and being denied uh, occasionally. But people were receptive and, and willing to give their time. Um, but I think one of the things I learned is that it's just a slog, kind of. You have to, I'm getting conflicting information about some students would fill this out, um, even if it wasn't mandatory. And they appreciated giving this kind of social or personal info to their advisor because their advisor doesn't ask questions like that. But then on the other hand, I talked to somebody else who's like, I don't know why my advisor would ask this. Mm -hmm. I have no relationship with them whatsoever. I don't even know who my advisor is, or even if I have one, you know? So you're kind of like managing this conflicting information um, together. And look, it's only been like eight people I've tested so far. It's got to be 
that's got to be more, yeah. you know, so something shines through. Yeah, um, I think that's a unique problem that we have as a group is that we kind of have two target audiences. We have yeah. technically our target audience is advisors. Yes. And so far we've done a lot more testing with students. And so going mm-hmm. forward, we're um, starting to work with partners that we had worked with in our design research phase um, last semester um, to really hone in on how advisors think these exercises and tools would work for them. Yeah. Because in a way, there's two different problems. You know, the student has one problem and the advisor has another. Mm-hmm. And something we're thinking about going forward, too, is we have these three ideas. They're definitely different, but they are interrelated. Could they all move forward in like a suite of, of one package? Could they all be useful as a package to a team of advisors? Or are only two of them or can two of them be combined as one, you know, down the line. So this week we're definitely doing more user testing. Um, We're developing a relationship um, with college persistence and completion organizations further in town to use their advisors and students for testing. Um, And we'll be able to update y'all next week. So stay tuned at ac4d.com and click on the blog. Thanks, guys. Bye.